This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders podcast for Monday, April 11th. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Yankees took two out of three from the Red Sox this weekend. The Mets took three out of four from the Nationals to start the season. There's lots of time to get into the ins and outs and the X's and O's and the what-ifs and whatevers of the season. We don't need to do that right now because... I needed to talk to this guy one more time before I just let him enjoy the rest of the summer in peace. Uh, my friend Ed Coleman announced he's retiring, and this will be the first time in about 30 years uh, you will not see him regularly or hear him regularly on our radio station talking about the Mets. Uh, Eddie, um, I know we've talked about this decision for a while, and uh, it's finally here. The first weekend of baseball passed, and you just got to watch it on TV like a normal person. How do you feel? <laughs> Uh, I feel okay, Sweeney. Yeah, I do. I, I don't miss the uh, the long nights, let's put it that way, and the rain delays and the light delays and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I, I think I miss the baseball a little bit because I certainly tuned in this weekend. And, you know, you still have a lot of people that you covered uh, uh, on the team and, and you root for. So uh, I, I think it's going to be a very good season for the Mets, too. But, um, you know, being, uh, being actually there uh, – I didn't miss it all that much, but uh, I think you miss the game and, and you probably miss uh, the locker room and the joking around and, and the stuff like that. Just what you hear all the players say all the time. You know, I miss the camaraderie and I, I miss the interaction with uh, you know my teammates, etc. And I think I, I miss the interaction a little bit, uh, you know, with people like you and uh, the other uh, reporters that I worked with for a lot of uh, a lot of years and the other announcers as well, too. But uh uh, I'm okay in retirement for sure. You know, it's funny. We, we, you know, we kind of joke about it a lot. We do a lot of standing around. We talk to each other a lot while we wait for people to come in and out, players, coaches, managers, whatever. And, uh, there's a lot of hurry up and wait in what we do. And there's, you know, it, it can, it leads to like kind of gallows humor kind of stuff, but that's the kind of stuff the last two years we've been without. And I think a lot of us are figuring out that we really missed all of it. I totally agree with that, you know, and that's, uh, you know, the last couple of years, you know, people ask me, you know, was this a quick decision, a split decision? And it certainly wasn't. I mean, I, I've been thinking about this for the last couple of years. And, yeah. uh, let's be honest, it hasn't been a lot of fun the last couple of years. I mean, uh, in 2020, uh, it was a year that wasn't fun for anyone, of course, with a global pandemic. But you and I were doing talk shows, it seemed like every other night, yeah. uh, waiting for the baseball season to get underway in, in August, pretty much, I think at the end of July and August, and then, you know, you crush 60 games into two months, and, 
Uh, you're, uh, you know, either at Yankee Stadium or City Field. You know, you didn't go anywhere. Uh, and the next year, you know, uh, in, in 2021, it wasn't a heck of a lot different. We didn't really travel. Uh, you know, everything was was at home and um, everything was on Zoom. We didn't get to go in the clubhouses, so it wasn't a heck of a lot of fun. And after you do that for a little while, when you're used to, you know, uh, being able to. You know, be next to somebody, talk to somebody the next day about a decision that was made or a play that was blown. Uh, you miss that. And uh, I know it's going to get back to more normal times this year, which is a great thing. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it, it took a lot away for me anyway over the last couple of years. And that's why I decided to just step away. All right. So who are some of the people that you heard from over the couple of days or, you know, maybe the week or so since uh, since this came out? And you're like, wow, that was great to hear from them. Who surprised you? Who reached out to you? Well, this didn't, you know, it's funny because it didn't surprise me, uh, but I, I was taken aback when I was I was driving to my daughter's lacrosse game and all of a sudden David Wright's name pops up on uh, my phone <laughs> in the car and uh, David and I had a great conversation uh, for a long time because, you know, I had talked to him about this uh, back when I saw him in spring training a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, he'd always ask me anyway, when are you going to get out of here? You're old, <laughs> you're, you're over the hill. You know David's sense of humor, so. Uh, but he was uh, he was really the first person to to reach out that I heard from uh, from the team. So it was great to hear from him. I had a long conversation with him, and he, you know, it, it's kind of funny because uh, you know David was down at spring training, and I got the sense that that he doesn't miss baseball all that much right now either. And you know, he says, "Yeah, you're probably right." He says he's busy with his with his girls and his son. Uh, you know, his uh, his young kids right now. Um, I, I don't think he'll ever be the type that'll be a manager or a coach. He'll have something to do with the game of baseball as time goes on. But uh, I, I don't think he misses it all that much. Uh, and the other guy, I guess, that surprised me a little bit uh, was Tom Glavin, who called out of the I hadn't talked to Glavin in a long time, and he's been with the Atlanta Braves and in their broadcast booth. He's stepping away for a year too because his his dad passed away last year, and he wanted to spend some time with his mom. So he heard that I was. Uh, stepping aside so he wanted to call me and, <laughs> and figure out if i could go play golf with him sometimes i said i'm not playing golf with you i said you know, i said whatever score you're at right now i said double it or triple it that's where i'm at so i'm not playing golf with you but uh i told him i hope to, to get together at some point in time but uh it was great to hear from those two guys in particular and a lot of people have reached out uh, a lot of people that i worked with and, and formerly worked with and uh, even going back to boston days so uh it's it's been really nice to to hear from a lot of people that I kind of lost touch with over the years too. You you just you just reminded me when you said Tom Glavin. I, it's probably safe to tell some of this story now, um, but. <laughs> You know, you and I would only see each other a handful of times a year for the Subway Series. Obviously, you know, um, covering the two different teams. But there was one occasion where interleague play... Not, no, it wasn't even interleague play. It was one occasion where travel just happened to work out because the Yankees were playing the White Sox, the Mets were playing the Cubs right after. So just as the Yankees were leaving town, the Mets were coming in to play the Cubs, and you and I had one Thursday night in Chicago together um, where I, we just where we happened to cross paths. Um, Glavin is part of this, so I, and I don't want to throw too many people under the bus here, but we, you know, we basically closed down the lodge in Chicago, and it was, you know, I, 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 I tell people all the time, my fatal mistake that night was telling you, sure, Eddie, I'll meet you out for one drink. 
<laughs> it's never one. That's for sure. <laughs> it's it's never one, and it usually goes uh, you know pretty late. I I think you might have stayed up to make your plane the next day. I'm not quite sure. I got a couple <laughs> hours in, yeah, but I had to fly back to New York, and we had Yankees Red Sox the next day, and you had a day game against the Cubs. Uh, correct. As a matter of fact, yeah, I wasn't too good the next day. As a matter of fact, but uh, you know, that, those things happen. You know, when uh, you know when when teams collide. I remember that happened one time too in Chicago as well. Uh, I think the Phillies we were coming, or uh, the team was going. I hadn't gone yet, and the Phillies came into town, and so you you see a lot of people from Philadelphia that you know and, and love, and uh, yeah, that that was. Uh, I remember that night very well. As a matter of fact, you probably don't remember it as well. As <laughs> over the next day as you're sitting on a plane but it was a lot of fun i'm actually surprised how much i remembered from that uh, from that trip but I, I, I do remember sitting at whatever yankees red sox game i was at and uh it, it was actually it didn't hit me till saturday the next day then because it was a friday night game and kind of power through that then there's a saturday day game i'm going boy <laughs> i feel great <laughs> and i imagine you had like that was just one like you probably have like dozens or hundreds of those stories don't you i have a few of those over the years that's for sure yeah i slowed down an awful lot uh, oh, in, my, in my later years but uh well you know when you do this for you know going on 30 years or whatever or you know 20 plus anyway that's for sure uh you know you you have a lot of nights like that too and sometimes a lot of fun as well so what are some of the things that have kind of floated back to you i mean obviously listen you don't make this decision lightly and you have you know um a lot of time to think about it and you know and and you're at peace with making the decision but as you're as you're thinking about what you're saying goodbye to what are some of the memories that just float back to you well one uh, that i mentioned i was talking with somebody last night uh that I, I still think about that first day at WFAN uh, back in in 1987. I remember you know going on later that night, but I remember being there when the station went on the air and and not really knowing. I don't think any of us knew at that point in time whether this was going to make it. I had been part of an all sports venture before called Enterprise Radio, which went belly up after about nine months or so. It eventually became ESPN Radio. The Rasmussen oh, yeah. formed ESPN, uh, formed formed Enterprise. Uh, and eventually they formed ESPN Radio. But, you know, the country wasn't ready for it at that point in time. So, you know, it didn't succeed. But uh, when John Shannon called me again, he had called me for the first uh you know, venture. He called me again, and uh, I said, "Sure, you know, why not? Why, why not give it another spin and see if it works?" And uh, but none of us knew it was going to work. So I, I think back to to that day an awful lot, and and being very proud of what we built there, uh, what we all became a part of. Uh, you know, being the the first all sports radio station that succeeded, and laying the groundwork and the blueprint for you know a lot of other stations and uh, you know a lot of other. Um, programming ventures uh, to come so I, I i was very proud of that um you know i, I think back to the uh to the years when, when the mets were really good i mean they've been really bad some years and uh, more bad than good that's that's for sure I, I think back and i one of the things i said to the fans was i hope you don't you know, I, I don't think they ever did, but uh, I gave them so much bad news over the years that, I hope that they, they wouldn't they wouldn't hold it against me. Yeah. Uh, but 
you know, they, I think back to the to the good times in the in the late '90s when they built up to the to the World Series against the Yankees in, in 2000. That that was a fun time. Bobby Valentine and his crew, and uh, you know, Mike Piazza and Robin Ventura and Olerud, etc. Uh, they were a great bunch and a great team and, and fun to be around. Uh, and then you know, building up again when David Wright came up in 2004, and eventually Beltran came the next year in 2006 when they came close and probably should have been in the World Series but weren't. And then the disappointments the next two years when they blew it on, on the final day, both seasons, and, uh, you know, never getting back. Kind of like the 86 Mets who were, you know, supposed to roll and have a dynasty. And, and that Met team was supposed to win an awful lot more than, than it did, and it didn't. Uh, and then the surprise in 2015 as well, too, which was... Um, you know, that was great. It was it was a great year to go through, and that the steady build that year as uh, Syndergaard joined DeGrom, and Mats joined Syndergaard and DeGrom, and, uh, you know, they, they made a great trade at the deadline. Uh, so, you know, it, it was, I think about, uh, you know, those times probably more so than, than the down times, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, you, you have to take the good with the bad, and that, that that makes you stronger, as they say. What uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So uh, there were there were a lot of years that you felt like you were going to get killed uh, with the Mets, but uh, it's it's been a good ride. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know, it's it's funny. I was just telling somebody the other day at the ballpark that one of the lessons I've learned from covering players at, at such a high level is that you have to put whatever happened in today's game or yesterday's game behind you pretty quickly because there's another one coming up tomorrow. And I, I, I feel like I had to learn to approach my job the same way as I watch some of these great players do. It's like, you know, 4 for 4 or 0 for 4 doesn't matter. Guess what? There's another game. You still have to do your job again tomorrow. And I feel like uh, I learned a lot of that from you, too, because I think people could hear it in your voice. You know, there's disappointment. There's there's exhilaration with great victories. There's disappointment with tr- tough losses or, or bad news like injuries or firings or whatever. But I think the just a little bit of, you know, uh, humorous approach you were able to take with even stuff like that. I feel like I learned something from that too. Like there's there's still something else to do tomorrow, and it's you know as much as we we live it, it's not life or death. 
there there has to be a little bit of and it's you know I, I'm assuming Ed it's probably how you got yourself through a year when it's it's every day it can be a drag and you lived it like I'm living it now where you had you know a wife and young kids and you have to go to the park every day and miss them there's a lot of that that goes into what we do that people don't see but you have to take the approach on the air of just you know kind of keeping it light and that's what I think I, I correct me if I'm wrong I think that helped you get through a lot of the season just like it helps me get through the season yeah no I, I you're absolutely right Sweeney. I think you said it well listen the, the sun comes up tomorrow you know as yeah. uh, as, as Annie says so it, it, it'll come up and it, and it does and you have to view things that way and I I also think you you know you've got to have a sense of humor uh, you know you can't take yourself too seriously uh, you can't take every game is life and death uh you know sometimes uh you've got to give a game away or you've got to do what's best for your team at that time and and maybe that's not the night that you're going to win but you know there is another game tomorrow so you can you know live to fight another day and i I think that's you know the approach that that i think the sensible players take uh you know i I don't think everybody is wired that way but i I think that's the way you have to take it when you know listen you consider you're you're working in a sport that plays twice as many regular season games as any other sport you know i mean basketball and hockey are all in the you know 80 game uh range and you know this is a a sport when you play the whole season it's 162 and then you have playoffs after that so yeah. it's a it's a long season, and you're playing every day, and you just have to you know you have to keep yourself healthy and keep going. So, yeah, but I I think that uh, you know it, you can't take yourself too seriously, and I think that works for both players and and announcers and and reporters. Uh, you know, you you just you have to view this as uh, this is your job. Uh, you go out and do it the best way you can, and you know try to bring that to the people, and and hope that the people like what you're what you're saying and what you're doing. So um, hopefully they have over the years. I think it's a great lesson for people. If they're aspiring broadcasters who are listening to this, it's a great lesson to just approach your job. Uh, You helped teach me that along the way for sure. And, uh, you know, this is probably like the last official version of what I like to call me and Eddie C. And uh, we will... um, you know, cause, just because it rhymes. And um, I feel like, um, you know, I just, it's my turn to tell you and everybody else that whether it was producing a show called Friday Night Football with you and our late great friend Dave Jennings back in 93, 94, when I was first starting at the radio station, um, or getting to do whether it was off-season hot stove shows or subway series pre pre-game post-game type of shows or as you referenced you know during during you know the pandemic and shutdown we did a lot of baseball shows together always just my favorite things to do was sit whether it was for 15 minutes like we do uh, this kind of thing or for four or five hours at a time on the radio where we just talk baseball we bring on people that we like to talk to and we get to just tell fun stories and have a good time my favorite times on the radio station and one of my favorite people in the world to just sit and talk to about baseball or whatever else. And I need to share that with you and everybody else. I can't thank you enough for making that happen for me over my course of my, you know, almost 30 years at the radio station. And I hope that, you know, we have these more informal chats at, you know, diner counters or bar stools somewhere along the way for the next however many years. Uh, yeah, I think there's probably a better chance at a bar stool than a counter. <laughs> but hey, you know, if, if you're talking about me, Sweeney, but hey, 
what the heck. Uh, either way, uh, I'm up for that. Listen, I, I've been privileged to work with a lot of great people, and uh, I include you right at the top of that list. We've done a lot of work together, uh, even though we covered you know different teams, and uh, and you do a great job. Uh, we'll always love talking with you, and always love doing shows with you. And um, you know, I, I, you mentioned uh, Friday Night Football. Dave Jennings, one of my favorite people of of all time, uh, and I, I miss Dave to this day. And think about him an awful lot too. Yeah. Uh, been a lot of special people over the years, and uh, I'm not even going to start to name people because I'll leave a million out. But uh, it, it's it's been a great ride at FAN, uh, to say the least. I, I always I always tried to consider. My dad kind of taught me this when I was when I was young too. That uh, you know your whatever your job is, it's no more important than the next guy's job. And listen, you know we we have jobs that. A lot of people would, uh, you know, would, let's face it, they lust over. You know, yeah. they would love to be a broadcaster or love to be a reporter for a team. But, you know, is it any more important than a fireman or, or a policeman or, you know, even somebody who goes in and, and puts in their eight hours every day to, you know, to keep the supply chain moving, whatever mm-hmm. that may be? It's really not that much more important okay we all have jobs to do and you try to do them as best you can and i always try to look at it that way that you know my job was no more important than anybody else's and you know you try to help the next person along and and uh you know be kind to your neighbor let's put it that way so it's that's kind of the way i i approach life and try to approach this job as well too and uh, and hopefully people liked uh, what i did when i uh, when i did it um it's it's been a lot of fun i've been around a lot of great people um i i can't even think back to you know when i was in my late 20s or or 30s when i was working in boston and figured that i'd be here in new york when i came to new york i thought that you know i'd be here for a short amount of time and i'd be elsewhere you know (laughs) probably pretty soon after that and here i am still in new york (laughs) all these years a bostonian in new york but uh i guess i'm officially a new yorker now i think i've uh, i've reached the uh uh, the residence requirement let's put it that way so uh it's been a it's been a great time uh doing this and i got a lot of memories from it uh and i'm sure there are, there are days I'll, I'll miss it more than others but at the same time uh i'm pretty happy where i am now too and uh and doing what i'm doing watching from afar well uh i know that uh we'll be we'll be poorer for not getting to hear your takes on all these uh, happenings constantly. So, uh, listen, on behalf of Mets fans, Yankees fans, just baseball fans on the radio station, let me say thank you. And um, you know how much I love working with you. You know how much I love you. And I uh, I can't wait to uh, tip a glass with you at some point. And uh, we'll close out the official portion here, and we'll keep it unofficial for as, uh, as long as you're willing to keep going. And uh, thank you, and I, I hope you and your family enjoy every minute of what you've earned uh, after all these years on the road thanks eddie thanks winnie i appreciate it a lot and uh i'll be listening that's all i can tell you i'll be listening and uh and we'll talk but thanks very much let's wrap up me and eddie c it's the wfan baseball insiders podcast remember to subscribe review and all that jazz until next time i'm sweeney murdy thanks for listening this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.